I'm Aaron Lightstone from the band Jaffa Road, and you're listening to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM.
Hello and welcome Toronto to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Jesse McDougal. I'm the host of this show. For those who don't know, I'm a U of T student. I host and produce this show called Tracks from Abroad. This is going to be episode 33 of the show. And for every single episode, we go to a different country. And to do so, we invite different international students to the show, ranging from Serbia, El Salvador, Iran, Ghana, Morocco, Lebanon we've done twice, India we've done twice, Brazil we've done twice. The last show was on Egypt. So today for episode number 33 we are going to Israel and I've put some effort into this show we've got three interviews coming up for you that first song you heard it was by Jaffa Road Jaffa Road is a band founded by Aaron Lightstone we've got an interview with him we've also got an interview with Queen Kong led by Lori Wolf and it feels like an appropriate time to have these two bands on the show because Toronto Jazz Fest is underway. Both of these bands playing. We got Jaffa Road coming up on July 1st, Queen Kong on July 3rd. So look at that website, go check it out, and you can see a lot of, a lot of free music too, uh, but jazz all around the city of Toronto. Now, because today's episode is all about the country of Israel, it might be best to hear from somebody living in Israel right now. Our student interview, Hagar, is living in Tel Aviv, and she tells me she's about to be conscripted as a radio operator into the Israeli Defense Force. So to the IDF, please go easy on her. So let's go over to my interview with Hagar right here on Tracks from Abroad. Thank you very much for listening. Here we go. Today we welcome to the show Hagar from Israel. Hagar, welcome to Tracks from Abroad. Thank you. Absolutely. So tell us where you are living right now. So I live in Tel Aviv, Israel right now, by the beach. I was born in Israel and moved to um, Shanghai when I was 11, 10 years old. Um, I lived in Shanghai until I was 18 and then moved to Toronto until 19 and then moved back to Israel for like now I'm 20. And so now you're at what school? Bar-Ilan University. You said you studied neuroscience, which is interesting. I used to have a, a roommate, actually, who studied neuroscience. But you went from U of T to this school. I wonder, are there any differences between the two that you've noticed or similarities? I guess the main difference that I've, I've experienced is the dynamics between, like, the relationship dynamics between the students and the professors. I feel like there's much less of um, distance um, between the students and the professors, like, there's more intimacy here than there is there. Um, but there's one physics professor that usually would tell like really funny jokes about his like lives and like his family. And that was like really funny. All right, cool. Well, Hagar, today we are talking about Israel and you brought some music to the show as usual for Tracks from Abroad. So may we start off with one of your songs on the show? Yeah, sure. So it's called Adon Shoko, Mr. Chocolate by Eric Einstein Yoni Rechter. And it's quite an old song uh, for like children, um, but like a happy, cheerful song. All right, let's get into that song right here on Tracks from Abroad. We are talking with Hagar about the country of Israel. <laughs> Shoko, <laughs> 
אולי נלך לבקר, חבר שלנו אדון שוקו אחר, שוקו, שוקו. שני אדונים שוקולדים ברחובות צועדים הולכים, זה עם זה מדברים. בוקר, רוח קלה, והנה בית צהוב, דלת ירוקה, בלינג בלינג בלינג, בפעמון. לפני צהריים טוב, לפני צהריים טוב, מה נעשה? אולי נלך לבקר, חבר שלנו אדון שוקו אחר. Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad. My name is Jesse McDougall. Today we're talking about the country of Israel with Hagar. And Hagar, you are the first person I've ever met with this name. And I wonder, where does the name come from? Um, so the name is from the Bible, Genesis, I think. It says there that I am the mother of Ishmael, Ishmael I think, um, and the person who gave birth to Abraham's children, but not his wife, because I think his wife couldn't give birth. Something okay. along those lines. That's what I've been told. Yeah, and my name is Jesse. And as, so, as far as I've heard, I guess this name comes up in the Bible somewhere. You know, it's not that important, basically. Like, the, the background of the name Jesse is not that important. Butch. Butch. What does it mean? I'm an American, honey. Our names don't mean shit. But for you, it seems like there's a much broader story. There's sort of an important figure in Genesis. Yeah, I think so. I actually also missed out on like a big chunk of the Bible studies that's going on in Israel, so I don't know a lot about it. Um, but yeah, I've heard Hagar is a main character in the story. Do most students go to Bible study or to, to some religious study 
uh, as they grow up? Um, yeah, it's actually part of the educational system in Israel. So it's like mandatory to study the Bible like okay. in school. I see. Okay, interesting. I, I also want to ask you about mandatory conscription. In Israel, a lot of people are conscripted in the military, right? Yeah, it's both for men and women. Okay. Um, everybody at the age of 18 has to enlist to the army. Um, and there are many different roles. So I think for somebody from abroad, it might sound that if a person goes to the army, it's like combat, like straight away, like guns and fighting and shooting. And it's not like that. Like in order to get to those like combat units, you have to really want to do that and um, train hard. Whereas most units are actually just doing general administrative stuff and organizing events and doing a lot of like the work outside of the combat zone. <laughs> Do you know any friends who have who have experienced that, who have been a part of that? Oh, yeah, everybody. Everybody here has everybody. been a part of that. And ha- have you? Have you about, I've started the process of enlisting. So I've had a few exams and interviews in order to get my role in the Army. Interesting. What do you expect you'll be doing? Um, at the moment, I'm thinking of something that's a little bit like what we're doing now. It's like um, radio talk. I'm not really fully sure about what the role is, but I've heard that it is um, explaining to international people abroad about the state of Israel and the situation that is going on here Um, and talking on radio shows and social media and doing similar stuff. How long is this period of of, uh, volunteering in a way? Um, It's two years, mandatory two years. All right, well, let's get back to some music. Is there another song that we could play from your playlist? Wait, one, two, three, four. The fourth one by Static and Benel and Netta. It's called Efes Mamat, which means, like, zero effort. This girl who, like, is just really, like, chic with zero effort, if that makes sense. That does. All right, let's play that song right here on Tracks from Abroad. We are talking to Hagar about the country of Israel. Mama. 
Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad. Today we are talking about Israel with Hagar. And Hagar, I want to ask you about the city of Tel Aviv. This is where you live. What is Tel Aviv like? Um, Tel Aviv is very modern. There are very many people from all around the world. The beaches are really nice and there are many restaurants and coffee shops. And I think it's from all the cities in Israel. It's the one that's, that can be compared to Toronto the most. Like It's most like Toronto from the other cities. I feel like Jerusalem is a lot more like spiritual. Like religion is like a big part of Jerusalem and you feel that. It's like older. The, bu- the buildings are like white stones. You can see that they've been built a long time ago. And really just the diversity there is really prominent. Like seeing that there are so many people from such extremes of each religion is like, it's, it's like really um, significant there. Something that from abroad might not be as well understood as when you're in Israel is the amount of diversity that is experienced here. Um, Many Arabs, many Jews, many Christians. um, You can, there's like Arabic writings everywhere you can hear. Like the Arab culture is very much a part of the Israeli culture as well. Like there's, I think there is racism, like racism does exist. Eventually we are in the same country, like there are Arabs here, there are Jews here, and quite a difficult situation to explain. But since I've had the experience of living outside of Israel and living in of it, inside of Israel, um, well, when I lived outside of Israel, I, I thought that like there is a strict separation between like Arabs and Jews and like, okay, we don't get along, two different like people, like very isolated groups. Uh, but then when I actually got here, I noticed how much integrated the two like groups of people are like Arabs and Israel and Jews like work together everywhere here there are like many Arabs Arab students in the universities and workplaces and I think from abroad it sounds like um we don't get along like really like strictly don't get along and that there's only Jews here and like that's a big misconception I think for somebody who is considering visiting um, you know, where, where in Israel should they visit and what would you suggest they see? Um, I would suggest going to Tel Aviv, of course. Uh, I'm going to the beaches here and going to some like flea markets um, and then to Jerusalem and seeing the, the wall, the religious wall there. Is it true? People, people put messages in the wall? Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, exactly. So you write um, on a piece of paper like a wish, and then you fold it tightly and squeeze it between the holes of the wall. Interesting. Did your wish come true? Um, for now, yeah, I think so, if I okay. correctly. Well, Hagar, thank you very much for coming on Tracks from Abroad and talking about Israel. Yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs>
Hey, this is Jesse back again. During this breakdown in the song, I'm going to take the opportunity to thank Hagar for coming on the show and to introduce our next part of this episode. This song right now is by Queen Kong, Lori Wolf's band, the drummer who you're hearing right now making that nice beat. Boom, 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 boom. Also in the interview is her trumpeter, Max Forrester, uh, and also Quinn Carlisle. Quinn is our intern at Tracks From Abroad. He's also my good friend. And this is their song, Kavod 19, off the album Frey. And I think at the time we did this interview with everybody, the album had not yet been released. It is, of course, out now. And uh, it features some klezmer music. So at the time, Quinn and I had never heard what klezmer is. So that's something we bring up along with John Zorn, the musician, and free jazz. um, Along with the Toronto Jazz Festival, of course, coming right up. So enjoy the rest of this song by Queen Kong. We have Aaron Lightstone of Jaffa Road coming up last to finish the show. And I hope you learned a little something about Israel from that last interview. Bye-bye. Tracks from abroad. Tracks from abroad. Tracks from abroad. Tracks from abroad. Today we're doing a special artist interview with Max and Lori of the band Queen Kong. We also have Quinn Carlisle, our unofficial friend. Well, he's our official friend. He's our unofficial intern of Tracks from Abroad. And today we're going to talk about the band Queen Kong. Everybody, welcome to Tracks from Abroad. Thanks for having us, Jesse. Absolutely. So guys, I saw you at Supermarket, I think it was last week, and you opened for Jaffa Road, another band that's been on tracks from abroad. How was that show? Uh, I thought it went really well. We had a really wonderful clarinetist from Syria join us. His name is Mash Sakar. We had Carl, who I talked about just now, uh, Silvera on trombone and Michael Herring on bass, uh, Max Forrester, Graham Campbell, and myself. Uh, we played five new tunes for my record. Wow. Okay. Tell us about that. What What is that project? It's called Frey. Uh, which is a Yiddish word that means free, and there's the obvious double entendre. I always intended on working on it, COVID or not, but COVID gave me the extended amount of time to do all the writing. Everything just lined up really beautifully. I got to take a a year off from work, and I even got uh, another grant to go study with my favorite klezmer musician, Frank London, out in New York. So uh, this this record came together really beautifully. So uh, I'm, I'm really pleased with how things turned out. That's wonderful. I really like attending that show as well. Thank you to Supermarket and to Sebastian Cook, who set that thing up. Well, Lori, you're a drummer, and I think you're a fantastic drummer. I thought you uh, you know, had an awesome performance, but being the drummer and the lead of the band, maybe that's a little unusual. What does it feel like to, to be the drummer? I'm always trying to figure out where the best place to put the drum set is so I can lead, <laughs> but 
I, I rely on Max a lot to do like the queuing and the signaling because he's out in front and hey, like, and one of the things I'm trying to figure out how to do is how to lead the band and from, from the back of the room, the mm. back of the stage. So, yeah. and also I've started singing on stage too. So it's a little awkward to sing from behind the drum set. Uh, so, so there's, there's lots of little kind of stage management things to work out, but I don't really have to lead the band in like a conductor sense. This, they're such great musicians. They, they listen really, really well. And I find that, you know, like, for example, at, at supermarket, I'm standing with two of my men musicians and someone's looking for the band leader and they automatically walk up to two guys. They don't even yeah. check. So, you know, it, it's, it's kind of like a matter of principle at this point that I stand out as the band leader uh, for all the girls out there who, yeah. who want to take on a leadership role. Are there any bands led led by women that you that inspired you as you were growing as a musician or that you like now? When I was growing up, I can't say I knew too many. I mean, can you? Yeah, there's the band Heart. I think that's three women. Uh, there was um, what should I call it? Uh, uh, da, da, Crazy on You. Yeah, Heart. 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 Yeah, you just said that. Barracuda. Heart was big influence on me. Nice. I loved your Indigo Girls. Uh, I'm, I'm, but I'm talking about jazz here. Uh, female led bands in Toronto right now. We're talking about Alini Morales. We're talking about Tamari Lana and all her projects. Tara Davidson as well. Tara Davidson, absolutely. You'll find that they're tough. You know, they're kind, but they've once they've hit a certain age, there's like a please don't fuck with me kind of attitude that, that you know, I'm sorry to say I'm slowly growing into. So, wow. uh, All right. Uh, Lori and Max, I have a question for you guys. Um, I, for one, and uh, it might be safe to assume some of our listeners aren't, uh, to associated with klezmer music um so if maybe you guys could sum that up quick and then i also read that there were rituals that go along with it klezmer to my understanding comes out of the music of the eastern european jews and the songs that we're playing in the in the traditional klezmer style some of them go back hundreds if not thousands of years um from there what queen kong does is sort of take the flavor of that and the influence of that music and look at it through the lens of like New York-based free improv and John Zorn and, and artists like this, as well as the jazz influence, and, and try to sort of create something new out of that. So when I was 19 and everyone was listening to like Britney Spears, I was listening to John Zorn, uh, which is why I had no friends. But if like closer music hadn't been like rudely interrupted by the Holocaust, it would have taken the same trajectory as 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 uh, jazz and blues and and gone off to form uh subgenres and and have other influences and that's what that's what klezmer musicians were nomadic they they would, they would go from town to town and along the way they'd pick up you know a melody from, from hungarian musicians from roman musicians from lithuanian musicians so you'll hear a very familiar melody and you're like oh i thought that was a lithuanian tune or a, or a, you know a litvak tune or whatever and it probably is john zorn described described uh his music as what would have happened if uh the music had been allowed to progress naturally. Uh, and it's, it's kind of like this idea that Ornette Coleman meets Klezmer. That sounds great. Well, after seeing Queen Kong at Supermarket, I can say this is an awesome band to see live. And we look forward to all the projects that you release. So Lori and Max, thank you guys both very much for coming on Tracks from Abroad. Thank you so much for having us, Jesse. And it's nice to meet you, Quinn. And yeah, I'll thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate the chance to talk about the music.
I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Queen Kong, and I have to say, it was like super abridged, very, very edited, just because I knew I had three interviews and I wanted to play some music in the show too. So TFA Tracks From Abroad has a YouTube channel, uh, and my video interview with all the good questions is going to be up on that site. And a good way to find it is through tfa.radio on Instagram. That is sort of our home base. And if you're not familiar with this show, I'll tell you, we've done some other good interviews too. One with Emdu Mokhtar from Niger. That is a, a guy who came to Toronto, played a show, you know, and I met him uh, in our interview, which is really cool. Also, I've talked to Shope, who's a UFT graduate from Nigeria, um, a sitar player from Nepal for our India show, and uh, Kazdura. Um, Kazdura was a show about Syria, and they have just released an album called Wayne, which I highly recommend you check out. So go back and listen to our, our catalog. We've got over 30 episodes, 30 countries to choose from. All right, guys, thank you for being patient. Here is our interview, my interview with Aaron Lightstone of the band Jaffa Road. Here he is on Tracks from Abroad. <laughs> 
Today we welcome to the show Aaron Lightstone, a member of Jaffa Road. Aaron, thank you very much for coming on Tracks from Abroad. Oh, you're welcome. It's great to be here. I want to know about the band. It's a pretty large band, and I understand you founded it. Uh, well, the initial the initial idea for the, for the band came to me when I was in a club in Tel Aviv, Israel, a band called Habari um, Rahativit, the Natural Gathering, uh, Shalom Mavar's group, and that group uh, at that time was like a big uh, was a big influence and a big inspiration. And you know his his whole thing was he had a group of Israeli musicians that all came from from different parts of the world. So there was a Persian santor player, and he was a Moroccan singer and percussionist, and there was uh, sometimes an Indian sitar player, and sometimes a Spanish uh, flamenco guitarist, and sometimes an American guitarist, blues guitarist, uh, you know, but they would they'd all come together in Israel, and they were playing this, they've been doing this sort of thing since the 70s. One night when I, when I was hearing them in Tel Aviv all those years ago, and I thought, uh, I thought, you know, we could, we could do something like this, and I started to gather uh, other other music, other like-minded musicians are around me. Uh, the main one uh, being Aviva Chernik, who was our lead singer and helped me get the band off the ground for the first uh, uh, ten years. She she uh, is a guest artist now on the on the current album. Tamari Lana is a local singer who you may be familiar with, who's who's our current uh, lead singer. And you know the pulled pulled these folks together, and the personnel has evolved and changed over. Over the years, we started playing as Jaffa Road in 2008, um, and the, like I said, the personnel's changed changed a bit over the years. But uh, Sundar Viswanathan is the other uh, band member who's uh, still still in the band, who's been with me there the the, the longest. Uh, we've got Justin Gray on bass and bass vena, which is a pretty interesting instrument that he um, invented. Uh, Rakesh Tiwari on percussion. I said Tamari Lana on vocals and uh, Sean Rompre on digital uh, percussion and other electronic instruments. Uh, like our other albums, our recently released album uh, has five amazing guest artists that help help fill out the sound. And each of our three albums has a totally different set of those three, of those five uh, guest artists that sort of help fill out the sound on the, on the recorded music and uh, give each album its own sort of uh, flavor. Tell us about the project that you released and why maybe it was difficult during COVID to, to get that out. Uh, well, yeah, it took COVID definitely delayed the, the project timelines, but we'd been working on this album for, for a while, I think we had originally planned to release it in early 2020, I think was the sort of original timeline. And then COVID hit and it got difficult to finish the album. And it all worked out for the best because it just gave us more time to, uh, to you know, like to slow cook the uh, to slow cook the stew. And the sound, your sound itself, it's been described as Jewish music, classical Arabic and Indian music. This is sort of a complicated mixture. So tell us about the music of Jaffa Road and what, what is it inspired by? Well, I guess it's inspired by cultures that the respective band members come from and the musical cultures that we've all been exploring separately and and together right so i've spent a lot of time playing the oud and studying arabic music and sephardic music uh sundar and a bit of indian music uh justin and sundar and rakesh have been you know very much 
uh, immersed in in both jazz and in Indian music over their careers. And Tamara is an expert uh, of, uh, on things like uh, flamenco music and other types of Mediterranean folk folk musics, including Sephardic and Jewish music, and and of course all the contemporary rock and pop influences that 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 we grew up listening to and in this current album our third album we let that we let a bit of the the rock and pop kind of stuff filter in more than we did on the on the on the previous record yeah in past episodes we actually interviewed a student and a professor at uft from saint lucia and i saw that you spent a good amount of time in saint lucia studying creole music so how did you get to St. Lucia? What did you learn when you were there? Uh, I learned a lot <laughs> when I was there. We'd have to do a whole episode about that. What did I learn when I was there? St. Lucia School of Music in Castries. St. Lucia was looking for a ethnomusicologist or an ethnographer, some kind of musical researcher. They, they wanted somebody to come there and document a, a, a very particular type of folkloric music that really only exists on on the St. Lucia. And they wanted somebody to find the elderly people who knew these old songs, make recordings of them, and then transcribe them, document them, and put them in a book that could be used as a as a teaching resource for elementary school teachers, because there was an initiative at the Ministry of Education to revive and keep this, keep this tradition um, alive. And I lived very frugally so that I could almost every six weeks, I, I took a long weekend on another neighboring island. So I saw, I, I, I got to experience a good swath of the, of the Southeastern Caribbean. I want to ask you about the symbol of Jaffa Road. It looks like this, is it called a Hamsa symbol? Hamsa, yeah. Hamsa. What does that represent? It's, it's a very sort of universally in the Middle East, it's a very universally recognized amulet or symbol and and the you know the idea behind it is that it somehow is is protection from from the evil eye and mm -hmm. people can interpret what that means uh differently if you said any if any if you said anything that could be seen as um and it's not even that it was boasting or gloating and, or just like saying like really positive things that could attract the evil you know that's that's that that you that could attract the evil eye dang no no fun allowed can boast well, it's, not that, it's not that it's not that it's no fun allowed it's that you don't want to you don't want to jinx a good situation hmm. right so in that tradition if so you know like an elderly person you ask an elderly person you know oh how many grandchildren do you have they would answer oh i have i have I have five grandchildren, Kananahora. And Kananahora means, is Yiddish for like, but keep the evil eye away from me. It's like knock on wood or something like that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Okay, what, whatever good knock on wood does to say, something like that. Uh, getting back to Jaffa Road, um, you have this new album, Until When, and what what is the representation of the clocks? All of these clocks and pocket watches. What do they mean? So until when? So the first song on the album, un we called it "Until When," because it's a hybrid or it's a fusion of a, he a Hebrew religious song and an Arabic secular love song. As far as we know, we're the first people to or the first group to uh, stick them together and have alternating verses of Hebrew and Arabic. So we titled the song until when, cause the first verse of the Hebrew, if you translate it, it says until when do I wait to, to experience the redemption? 
the redemption from COVID and the return to normal. And so until when? So the clocks and the watches, I inherited, my grandfather was uh, a, a watch maker, watch fixer, watch repair person. And different times in his life, it was a career, sometimes it was a hobby, but he was very disorganized and he had piles and piles and piles of watches that were broken uh when 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 he died he i think he was keeping them for parts in case he needed the parts for something he wanted to fix how he would ever find the right part in this heaps of watches i have no idea um but we have them and we always wanted to do something with them and making some album art for them became the obvious solution when once we named the once we knew the album was going to be called until when that's great that you repurposed your grandfather's uh, work <laughs> to, to make an album art. Yeah, that's really great. Well, Aaron, thank you very much for coming on Tracks from Abroad. Yeah, you're welcome. Great talking to you.
Hey everybody, thank you very much for listening to the show. We are just wrapping it up here on Tracks from Abroad. Today was all about Israel. We had some Hebrew music and we were also lucky enough to have Jaffa Road and Queen Kong playing some music and getting some interviews with them. Thank you to Hagar, also our student interviewee, for coming on the show. Uh, as you, you guys may know, every single week on Tracks from Abroad we go to a different country and we welcome an international student from UFT to talk about the stories and the sounds of the place that they come from. We've done all sorts of shows, about 33 at this point. Let's say, for example, you're going to Dominican Republic for vacation. Just put on one of these episodes of Tracks from Abroad, and it'll teach you a lot, give you a sense of the music. All right, so now we're going to play one last song. This one comes suggested by Hagar. Thank you very much for listening to Tracks from Abroad. You can reach us at tfa.radio on Instagram. I'm Jesse McDougal. We will see you next week.
Tracks from abroad. 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 Tracks from abroad.